the ocean's rising. It's getting really hot. We're going to blow up soon. And then someone's in the back like, the bugs. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You're going to get a really stuffy nose and then you're going to die. Live, laugh, listen at your own risk. Hello and welcome to At Your Own Risk, a survival comedy podcast hosted by us. I'm Dana Drew and I can't stop thinking about my inevitable death. I'm Sarah Bassey, and I'm horrified by simply living my day-to-day life. And if you're new here, Dana and I trade off teaching each other and our listeners how to survive and maybe even thrive. So Sarah helps us understand and overcome daily anxieties while I help us understand uh, and maybe even prepare for actual life-threatening emergencies. Thank God. We'll see how that goes (laughs) because this week it is my turn to talk a bunch. But first, uh, Sarah, I did want to take a moment and let us like gush really quick um because we didn't fully like explicitly mention it last week but we got our first like legit (laughs) sponsor (laughs) yes and i am gonna sidebar really quickly i so my mom listens to every episode which is adorable hi joyce hi joyce she messaged me and she was like is pretty litter real Like, because we had been yeah. doing, like, oh my God, we'd been prank made... ads. Okay, yeah. And I was like, I guess we weren't explicit enough saying this was real. It does seem like a whimsical fairy tale. <laughs> it's too good to be true, but I was like, Joyce, it is Joyce, real. it is real. And if you get a cat, use our coupon code. Or teach Bruce how to <laughs> shit in a litter box. Honestly, he's such an old boy. Maybe that's not the worst idea. But yeah, as Dana mentioned, hopefully uh, on last week's episode, you heard that we are officially partners with the amazing brand Pretty Litter, which is not only like a hilarious first sponsor because haha poop, but like <laughs> also we're legit super excited to share it with you. I know. I I think like we mentioned before, but Sarah and I really want to keep doing this podcast and we've been bringing that up a lot that it's like expensive and more than we realized. Um, And that's been a little bit stressful to navigate and make smart decisions, especially like both of us work for ourselves and don't have a salary or like any sort of predictable income. So making sort of seemingly frivolous purchases <laughs> can sometimes seem stupid <laughs> so we fund everything with like our own money donations from our eight favorite people which are also known as our patreon members um and yeah i think like having the chance to make a little extra money from ads while also like it's not exclusively beneficial to us it's like also people listening can save money on cool shit uh which i really appreciate about a podcast absolutely <laughs> i feel like i've bought tons of stuff from podcasts that i'm very glad <laughs> yes. to have at least like tried out or like do a trial of and like yeah this is just really exciting to be on the other end of it it also tells the sponsor and other sponsors that we're a podcast that's worth working with so we'll keep discount codes in the show notes for each episode too so please 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 use our code share them with your friends families spread the word it's the simplest way to help the podcast so yeah i i just want to make sure everyone's really aware that uh we are really just working with brands that we already are vetting ourselves. So you can really trust that what we're saying is actually what we believe. <laughs> I mean, obviously, like, no pressure to to buy a bunch of shit. Um, but, yeah, if you know of anyone that's looking for anything that we've mentioned or, um, you know, anything like that, it's just really, really helpful for us if you can uh, use our codes or click on our totally. links or whatever. And along those same lines, if you work for a brand or have your own business or love a specific company or product, yes. please shoot us an email. We're super excited to build a network of partners and learn about awesome new products or companies. So for now, without further ado please enjoy our first sponsored ad before dana dives into our topic for this week so if you listen to our podcast and here you are listening to our podcast you're well aware that we love our pets which is why we are absolutely thrilled to be sponsored by pretty litter okay so for real dana pretty litter is an absolute game changer being a millennial my apartment is pretty small and now that i work from home my space is extra important to me so the smell from george's litter box can be like 
truly lethal <laughs> and mood altering to say the least but ever since Pretty Litter sent me a month's supply of their special formula it's like George doesn't even poop in the closet next to my desk <laughs> plus their formula is made to reduce litter dust and not aggravate allergies which we all know is a great way to avoid getting a life changing parasite as someone who is always fearing worst case scenarios and doing everything I can to prepare for them do you know what my favorite part of Pretty Litter is oh my gosh what your face right now I can't <laughs> so Pretty Litter actually actually changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in your cat. So like urinary tract infection, kidney issues, like the litter actually changes colors to let you know about this early on. Uh, and when I found that out, I was like, okay, so this litter was legit <laughs> made for George because like most cats, he's pretty famous for hiding that he's sick until it's really serious and it ruins Sarah's life. And <laughs> uh, especially for male cats, UTIs can be really, really serious. And all of these issues can be predicted ahead of time if you use Pretty Litter. So they can help you save your pet's life or at the very least catch an illness before it like balloons into a major issue that costs you a small fortune at the emergency vet. Absolutely. And Dana, having the peace of mind that my litter is not only keeping our house clean and tidy, but also helping me keep an eye on George's health more closely. Um, it just means the world to me. And did we mention that it ships for free to your doorstep and is somehow in a very lightweight, easy to store bag compared to other their heavy bulky cat litter bags like I'm so sick of walking home from the grocery store with those boxes of kitty litter and it feels like I'm cutting off my fingers so it really can't get any better than this well Sarah it can get better because pretty litter <laughs> is offering our listeners 20% off their first month supply of pretty litter if you plug in our special code and that code is AYOR at checkout and not only will that change our listeners lives but it will also help support the pod so what a win-win. Again, use code AYOR at checkout for 20% off your first month of Pretty Litter today. Love you. We love you and your cats. Uh, bye. bye. So hopefully uh, you just ran over to the internet <laughs> and bought a whole bunch of Pretty Litter with our coupon Yeah, code. if you don't have a pet that shits in a box, hopefully you bought it so you can learn to shit in a box. Yeah, we should all shit in a box because wasting water is bad. Yeah, it is. Okay, so today is my day. Yep. And before I dive into this really big, complicated, sciencey topic, um, I like extra this week <laughs> feel the need <laughs> to say like, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm not an expert in really like much of anything. All the information I'm sharing here is stuff that I've done like, you know, high level research on. And I, I spent a long time doing it. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, you know, we're having casual conversations with mm -hmm. a close friend of ours and you guys are like a part of that and listening but I also really want to make sure that everyone is doing their own research and um you know taking uh, it into consideration that I am a dum-dum <laughs> so oh my god without further ado um okay so last week you told me Sarah that you were in the mood for something spooky yes uh, and then I joked about reading the UN's climate change report to you um, and I'm here to say that I wasn't, like, totally joking. Oh, my gosh. I guess the world is, like, in constant crisis mode and nothing even feels really, like, fucking real anymore. Um, but <laughs> the climate change report was released by the United Nations recently, kind of giving us a, uh insight on the uh, near and far impacts of climate change on life as we know it and the very real things that need to happen pretty much like yesterday uh to to change everything um yeah did you have you like read anything about this or looked it up or like had it even come up on like your social media or anything I'll be honest Climate change scares me so much that yeah. I <laughs> it's just like dissociation truly av yeah. avoid it so much. And oh, no. I think, which is so bad, uh, embarrassed to admit that. But I didn't read anything. The last thing I know about recent climate change in the UN is Greta. And that's about it. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. So anyway, where are we? <laughs> climate change. <laughs> Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are in your boat. I, like, I definitely totally relate to the feeling. Um, I I think I also feel, like, really powerless with climate change stuff because it just really feels like they try to, like, trick us into thinking it's because we're not recycling. But really, it's, like, just fucked up 
bad people that are really in control of it and i just feel so like powerless to get them to stop fucking killing us all right um anyway (laughs) (laughs) so i promise this whole episode will be absolutely horrifying but um so any guesses i guess is where i want to take this i had like a if she says yes and then if she says no like little graph (laughs) i made for myself so if you're saying no you don't know a ton about what was said in like the climate change report do you have any guesses on like what topics were covered or like like when you think of climate change are there any like big things um, that come to mind? if i were to guess uh i hope they gave us an expiration date i hope they gave us like a a hard and fast date and they were just like this is when it all is gonna end yeah <laughs> And then, like, ocean stuff would be my guess, too. I feel like the ocean is a big, mm-hmm. big bad problem. The cover girl of climate change. <laughs> <laughs> of climate change magazine. <laughs> the ocean is, like, always on the cover. She's such a bitch. Mother Earth, and maybe she's born with it. Maybe we did it to her. <laughs> Oh man. Um, okay, so so uh, I will uh, spare you the fear that we're actually going to deep dive into the report because, like, <laughs> I'm definitely not doing that. I'm not equipped to do that. It would take us a million years. Um, but something that the report did like touch on a little bit and kind of confirm was actually uh, tangentially related to the ocean, like you mentioned. Um, oh. To to narrow things down a little bit, when we think of climate change, I think a lot of people think of the ice caps melting. With that comes like sea levels rising and coastal regions being impacted and uh, cute polar bears dying. Oh. But lucky for us, there is new stuff to be totally fucking horrified by. <laughs> and that's the sweet, sweet release of ancient viruses and microbes that have been frozen in permafrost around the world for centuries and are now slowly being released into the air there are like tears welling up in my eyes right now i know who the fuck what kind of fucking fucking like austin powers thawing (laughs) bullshit is happening right now that would be like if austin powers had like a huge big disease and was like i'm i'm back baby it's it's groovy. Oh my god, he definitely had diseases absolutely sure. i mean like herpes doesn't count but like for sure yeah well don't worry sarah because uh they do call these um they call them franken viruses because they just want to <laughs> keep things like a little goofy oh my god you are delivering this is so spooky it is really spooky <laughs> i do have like a little bit more information on maybe what all of this actually means and how much it should actually keep us awake at night and what, you know, I think we we all kind of hear these like clickbaity things. And I know I've seen this kind of floating around online for a while and it just sounds like fucking horrifying. So I think at the end of this, you may not feel better about like the earth, but uh, I hope that I can shed some light totally. and make us feel a little bit better. Like I feel like when you coin something like Frankenvirus, people are yeah, going totally. to spiral out of control and i am so here for you kind of diving into what is what and what's real and what's not so yeah i love it there will be some good news in here uh in general this is more so like uh kind of silly (laughs) um a little bit uh so bear with me this shouldn't be too absolutely triggering i also feel like it's definitely not input into webmd yet so like you couldn't even look it up if you wanted to franken virus ancient viruses murdering everybody (laughs) so like most tangible things viruses and microbes can basically be like frozen in time oh my god and it's like a little time capsule of (laughs) death and destruction we didn't freeze any photos of your family or a letter you wrote to your grandpa but we have a virus for you (laughs) but we have like an ancient virus we have an ancient virus and we have walt disney's head so which one do you want and one penny from the past (laughs) he recently found a bunch of ice uh of viruses in ice samples from the tibetan plateau in china uh a couple years ago uh that were 10 thousand years old uh but some of the oldest ones are like thirty thousand. Oh my god <laughs> and a bunch of these viruses are and i quote unlike any viruses that have been cataloged to date <laughs> oh my gosh i cannot i feel like those viruses are up to some like age-defying serums and potions and they are just 
living their best life forever. Yes, they're like, <laughs> we're probably going to actually save the world with them. And instead, we're like, kill it. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, the bad news about these like busting into the atmosphere all of a sudden is that in theory, when you think about it, you're like, that could be very devastating to life on Earth. <laughs> we deserve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seriously. But um, as an example, uh this was nuts. I was like truly like writing in all caps and had to fucking calm down when I was writing this. Um, researchers pretty regularly find transmittable illnesses like smallpox or like the Spanish flu in frozen tissue samples from animals and humans or like what have you that have just happened to be preserved really well. And in 2016, an outbreak of fucking anthrax in Siberia <gasps> was traced back to thawing of these reindeer carcasses. Oh, my God. Christmas ruins everything, man. <laughs> <laughs> Which, like, I was reading that and I was like, fucking anthrax? And I was like, okay, so, like, the Y2K, Y2K nostalgia trend is kind of a recent thing. Like, 2016, <laughs> these reindeer were really, really, like, just chock full of anthrax, really throwing it back. To 2002 in, like, a hard way. Okay. Um, but basically, these dead-ass reindeer, like, freaking thawed out of the ground during a heat wave and then released a bunch of anthrax into the air. And then people breathed it and got what the poisoned fuck? by anthrax. It can also, t as we, like, all watched happen in real time, take what feels like forever to figure out, like... Um, what's causing them or where they're coming from uh, and like how to treat them and that kind of thing. And that kind of like whipped, like whipped me back to like when we didn't know like what was transmitting COVID and we we're all like scrubbing our like Triscuits after we went to the grocery <laughs> yeah. store and stuff. And like, it was just utter panic. Um, Leaving our mail outside. Yeah. It's just and... really interesting to have seen that play out. Like it's like every single scientist on earth looking that direction. It still took us like a few weeks or months to figure it out there are so many laws in place that keep us from making people ingest or take something that hasn't been cleared which is great but at the same time it's it's really scary too because you're like uh you're just waiting like it's very helpless feeling totally you're just waiting and and also there's a ton of shit that's not regulated that way and I feel like the, if anything, if anything, I feel like I've had like the opposite reaction to like anti-vax people. <laughs> I know. I'm learning that a lot of stuff isn't regulated. <laughs> like uh, I'm a little freaked out by Have you ever had flaming much... hot Cheetos? You're going to die. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, back to super fun stuff like Frankenviruses. Um so what we do know, a pretty significant portion of viruses really, 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 really love human beings and really want to use them as like their primary host for their stupid virus bullshit. <laughs> um, and then in contrast, like non-human species are often sort of a natural like carrier or reservoir for infectious diseases and viruses. And it's like uh, the stupid fucking bat that ruined all of our lives <laughs> so some good news with these ancient viruses is that a lot of them predate human species or even to some extent like um i don't want to say mammals because i didn't actually look that up but you know they predate like modern animals and people in a way that like i think to some extent we can feel a little bit like they aren't totally aware that we're like a great place for them to raise their little infectious family and they may not be fully adapted to us but what is notable is that we aren't really sure about how these sort of viruses as they get exposed will function in our current climate or the like predicted very hot climate oh interesting soon upon us um so like for example this tibetan plateau thing that I mentioned a little while ago that they were looking through in China, they found some genetic codes for 33 unique viruses in these samples, which is nuts. Four of those viruses were familiar to the scientists and were for, from like families sure. like, of viruses. <laughs> it's so cute. Um, that we're like, we're familiar with and that only infect bacteria or plants and aren't really a threat to us. But then there were at least like 28 of them were like absolutely totally brand new to all of us. Oh my God. About half of those like seemed to this is good news seemed to be preserved not really like in in the frozen temperatures oh but really like they only exist in these frozen temperatures that they're from like the ice age that they're like really not gonna do well when they hit 
our current Interesting. climate. So they could like die right away. They could just like die. Right. Like they, they, there are a lot of them that are going to be kind of obsolete because the earth is just a very different. Imagine, <laughs> imagine being frozen in time for that long. And you're like, it's going to happen. Like, it's melting. I'm going to get released. And then you touch the air and then you just die immediately. <laughs> They're like, oh, my God. It's so, so. I know. <laughs> I guess the bad news is that we aren't like I did some. No one really clarified, like, what the fuck the other half of that group is up to when they were like, well, most of them, like half of them need it to be frozen i was like okay so that's not like enough for me to not be worried about it but um some good news that's coming from this is that two things so while researchers and scientists are uncovering these viruses by through their research and through their sample this didn't even occur to me but a lot of people have been kind of worried and skeptical and this is also where the sort of like conspiracy about uh covid being like released from a lab or whatever Mm. is is coming from I won't, like, bore you slash confuse you with why this is unlikely, but basically all you need to know for the purposes of this conversation (laughs) is that scientists, like, really know what they're doing and do this professionally and have, like, a absolutely absurd level of protocols and practices in place to keep their samples from even, like, Mm. touching air. Like, it's, they're really, 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 really not risking humanity at large it's really contained and really unlikely that they are going to be the reason that things get exposed it's absolutely not enough of a risk for it to not be worth them to be studying these viruses or like learning about past climate changes that have happened um naturally and not because of humans which leads me to what is actually really cool about this is that the techniques that scientists are having to invent or learn or talk about more frequently because of these what they've called like extreme weather viruses or viruses that they're uncovering these Franken viruses. <laughs> it's actually ending up being really, really helpful by accident <laughs> with learning about other planets um, and sustaining if they can sustain human life. So because we're making all these ways of learning about like, say, the Ice Age or say like wow. the, the climate in which these viruses thrived, we're able to really understand what was able to live during that time. And if we can like yeet the fuck off the earth into another planet that would be similar to these frozen moments in time so cool so it's kind of like inadvertently becoming a space project (laughs) so i would have never thought that this was gonna go that way my biggest fear just like backtrack a little bit (laughs) the first intrusive (laughs) thought i had when you were talking about scientists working in a lab on this was not that the scientists would fuck up but that there would be like a bioterrorist that would like break in and try to steal it like uh angels and demons style and just try to like totally thief it i just didn't even let myself think about that right and but part of me is like you would have to be so smart to pull that off you'd also have to be smart to pull off facebook and look where we fucking are oh my god that is so sad and true (laughs) (laughs) but yeah no that's such a good point and you'd think i would have tapped into that a little more easily having uh uh, my ancestors been on the mayflower and they definitely like invented uh chemical warfare with smallpox (laughs) so good 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 you think it'd be in my dna a little bit but yeah i love that and now we can take all of that negativity to space with us (laughs) yeah basically like uh the research that's coming out of this is actually setting us up for a lot of success that may have not otherwise been you know quite as funded or like universally understood by scientists of different um focuses which is very cool and it's very cool to see that this scary thing is having some positive thing happening because of it but in general uh the experts at the world health organization are super super concerned about infectious disease due to climate change honestly like as a whole and really yeah everyone's like the ocean's rising it's getting really hot we're gonna blow up soon and then someone's in the back like the bugs <laughs> yeah you're gonna get a really stuffy nose and then you're gonna die like actually we're all gonna choke to death on our own saliva <laughs> really soon don't worry you'll watch everyone you know and love die at the same time uh, the, cu- <laughs> the cutest little virus of all yeah. time <laughs> yeah um but yeah i mean so 
there are a ton of reports and studies and all sorts of data on the changes in infectious disease transmission um, and the patterns and predictability of these like viruses and and like just sort of like uh, contagious things um, being a like really major and often overlooked consequence of climate change. They've been talking about it for forever, but I don't think it was until the pandemic that people really gave a shit. (laughs) Yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, wow, that sucks. (laughs) Yep. What if something that actually like really killed everybody happened? Yeah. Imagine if like COVID-19 is the tricycle of viruses. I know. I think that's what a lot of people are really, really afraid of. What the hell? In particular. Oh, I should have looked up how to say his name. I feel bad. Um, Vincent Ran... Okay, I do not speak Italian. That's okay. Does it make a ch? The C? The ch? Vincent Raccaniello. I'm so sorry, Vincent. Raccaniello. That's perfect, pizza. <laughs> um, he is a uh, virologist at Columbia University. And I did want to close the loop here a little bit with his quote. <clears throat> Ancient viruses melting out of permafrost and infecting humans is all a theoretical possibility. But in the absence of any evidence that this might actually be dangerous, I think we should worry about the viruses that could jump out of living mammals on Earth right now. <laughs> Tune in next week. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> this is like so classic me too, where I was like, I'm just skipping right over like pandemic stuff and like dis- like infectious disease in general and going right into like permafrost ancient viruses, <laughs> which like Vincent did give me a little dose of reality here because yeah, I think like all of this sounds super fucking scary and in theory, like these ancient viruses leaking or whatever the fuck could be really bad. There's no like known immediate danger of these ancient viruses thawing and there's no like we we can only do so much (laughs) and while this is like all the hypothetical is super horrifying yeah we do need to focus more on just like preventing this from happening and dealing with the consequences that are already in our faces rather than these like what ifs of ancient franken viruses totally so it's definitely really good that scientists are aware of the risk and making efforts to study these viruses which will ultimately help us understand like life elsewhere and what to expect and confirm that we're killing the planet and ourselves nice but it's also really good that we're talking seriously about infectious diseases and at that we're recognizing that it's due to climate change and that climate change isn't just what we think of as like the climate like air and like fucking Mm -hmm. (laughs) this is me doing science (laughs) well i no, i yeah this is dana doing science i feel like it just really speaks to like the domino effect of everything where it's like people when they hear climate change think of bigger than like uh, than we could ever kind of quantify yeah totally as humans and so to have you know something that is part of this that's much more I I think honestly like this angle in terms of get vaccinated and like Mm -hmm. care about the climate I think that this really helps that cause because it's a new take on climate change that is very real and could very much affect people yeah and it's so much more personal and tangible in our current moment right now because we've all been so affected yeah obviously some like way more than others with covid and the pandemic and um, also like shout out to all of the infectious disease like experts that like have been talking about this probably their whole life and nobody's been listening and now people are starting to give a fuck so like just shout out to them for like doing the work that they do and not stopping even when none of us gave a shit exactly i know right like fuck us yeah i just want (laughs) to conclude by saying since we need to take action and pay attention to climate change and how we can prevent it the biggest being that we need to expect more and demand more from world leaders and all the morons who use the internet to validate their own stupid (laughs) ideas you know it's so much like you said beyond things getting warmer and like pretty beach towns disappearing like we just need to believe scientists and listen to them and (laughs) do what they tell us to do and if they're telling me to shut the fuck up about franken viruses and instead actually like give a shit about Mm -hmm. things really happening in in right now (laughs) (laughs) i'll do it vincent i'll do whatever you say (laughs) i'll do it for you is vincent still alive is this like a present day man i think so oh lovely 
Vincent, if you're listening, which you're not, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Vincent's like, you absolutely <laughs> fucking butchered my name. And it didn't even occur to you to look it up until you came across it in your notes. So You off. butchered my name and you have two artists trying to explain this very scientific topic. You know what? Fuck you, Vincent. <laughs> yeah, fuck off. You're such a dick. God, he's such a judgy asshole. All right, so before we uh, zoom right on out of reality, uh, I do want to give some credit to my resources. So obviously the UN's climate change report kind of piqued my interest at this um, and also was just uh, is important to be as read up on as you can handle. Um, the World Health Organization also had a ton of resources on their website for this. Uh, but in particular, there was like a little PDF called Ch- Climate Change and Infectious Diseases. That was like, it was like a, a it, I don't think it was for children, <laughs> but I understood it, so it could only be so complicated. Um, and then there were a few, like, just absolutely goofily titled articles. One was, Why You Shouldn't Freak Out About Ancient Frankenviruses Emerging from <laughs> Arctic Permafrost, which was uh, by the Washington Post reporter Chris Mooney. There was a Forbes article called Glacier Ice Reveals Previously Unknown Viruses by David Bresson. And then the Smithsonian... Um, had a article aptly named Microbiologists Keep Finding Giant Viruses and Melting Permafrost by Danny Lewis. And I was like, oh my I know that a lot of time people don't get to name their own articles, but like, come on, let's try a little bit. <laughs> like, these are just so on the nose. Oh my gosh. Also, like, when did article, this is a broader question, but like, why are article titles like a full sentence? This is insane. Yes, I know. No, and I'm also like shocked that they're calling it Frankenviruses. Isn't it more of like a mummy virus situation? Yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I stumbled across Frankenvirus like towards the end of my research, and I was like, I didn't have time to like really uh, explore that because <laughs> yeah, yes. like what's the lightning in this situation? What's the lightning? <laughs> like who's inventing them? They are they cobbled together by other? dead viruses like i would argue frankenstein at least looks like a human man right if we don't recognize these viruses then (laughs) god i would rather say mummy virus (laughs) or austin powers virus god you're so right but Dana, great job. Honestly, this is such an interesting topic. I love how you took something because like I had no idea this is where you were going to go with this. And because when you first said climate change, I was like, oh, fuck, this is going to be really, really heavy. But like you're right. <laughs> this is a little bit sillier. But I also think that there's something really cool about this topic because there's immediacy to it where there's like climate change as a concept can feel like something that's in the distant future. And so mm-hmm. people People are already thinking like, oh, well, my children and my children's children are going to be affected by this, so I should yes. care. But viruses, that feels more immediate and more actionable. It feels so immediate. Yeah, totally. And so I really love that. And I think that, you know, studying these different facets of the things that make up, you know, why our climate is so fucked is so important and so timely. And so thank you for doing all that research. Oh, you're so welcome. Yeah, I think, too, like, you know. It feels so big and daunting and complicated and you can feel so powerless and it can just feel so like truly terrifying um, that it's really hard to want to learn about it and comprehend it. And it just feels like, well, what the fuck am I going to do about this? Totally. Calm down about stuff that's not happening yet. It's important <laughs> to understand it and be aware of it. But at the same time, like we need to start focusing on ways to prevent the shit on who can prevent it. Yeah. Hold them to it. Do what you can can on your end to prevent it i mean it's just generally a good little (laughs) reframe of like of just like you know it all feels so huge and daunting and scary and there are all these what ifs and they keep coming up with so many things that are like and then in 30 years this will happen and then in 40 years this will happen and you shouldn't have babies and you're like god okay this is just so intense and i'm already this reminds me of like in elementary school when they were like you're gonna get your period oh my god (laughs) you're like no like i don't know what that means (laughs) Thank you so much for your compliments. I uh, I also did not know where this was going to be going, um, and kind of assumed that I would have some more advice. And then as I got into it, I was just kind of reading article after article that was kind of like everyone should shut the fuck up. And I was like, interesting. I didn't know that. Write it into my will that I now, if I die of an infectious disease, I want to be frozen so that I can be a biohazard in the future. Oh, my God. Yeah. 
Ice Queen, Boss Bitch Biohazard. <laughs> Dana, you know what? For someone who's truly scared of everything, you know what I'm really sick of being afraid of? Oh my gosh, what, Sarah? COVID-19. Yes. My little brain has been so occupied with worries about the pandemic and then what vaccines will be available and how to get them and now the variants. It, I, I just can't. It's truly dreadful. Yeah, no, it's absolutely consuming um, between like actually being in survival mode and being afraid all the time um, to like just the ways that this has changed our lives. Um, you yeah. know, I think we're all afraid and over it and it's been really scary and it's time to give our trivial everyday worries a chance to shine again like something as real as a global pandemic is really distracting us from the things that we should be worried about like applying for a new job yeah and i want to worry about if someone's going to break into my first floor apartment or not (laughs) But I don't have the mental capacity to do that right now. The worst part is feeling like there's nothing we can do. It's such a helpless feeling, but you know what? You can still do your part by getting vaccinated and encouraging your loved ones to do the same. Yeah, totally. I mean, we're both really fortunate to have received both doses of the vaccine. We really want to encourage you to do the same. If you aren't vaccinated, we want to really, really stress how important it is that you do get vaccinated and encourage people that you know who aren't to do the same. Because let's be honest, Mm -hmm. how do you have any time or ability to be afraid of like earthquakes and shark attacks and super volcanoes if you're worried about a very real pandemic happening right in front of you yeah create the space to be worried to (laughs) ask your boss for a raise or your imposter syndrome or the fact that you're not the best driver these are all things (laughs) i worry about but go to vaccines.gov to find a vaccination location nearest you and there are some FAQs and the most up-to-date information from the CDC there as well. So please be sure to check it out. Yes, I am begging of you. Please help us be worried about like literally anything else. I just want to, I want to be walk out of my house and be afraid of like murderers. And like yep. if I'm going to trip in public and embarrass myself, I don't want to be worried about this fucking virus anymore. So please get vaccinated. Get vaccinated. Yeah, please do it. Love you. Okay, well, Dana, now that I'm never putting ice in any of my drinks ever again for fear of (laughs) infectious bugs. Yeah, you know how you get your ice from the permafrost in Tibet and China? Permafrost is the best thing to make margaritas with, Dana. It is definitely not FDA approved. (laughs) But now that we're done doing that and getting super freaked out about it, um, we're going to wrap up today's episode the way we love to, which is talk about something that we're super proud of. If you follow us on social, uh, you saw that I stumbled upon the sweetest little baby outside on my morning walk. Um, We've been calling him Pinky. So it was this abandoned uh, stray kitten um, that we saw on our morning walk, which we never take morning walks. So, like, kudos to us. Yeah, sometimes (laughs) I, like really 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 don't believe in god and then sometimes i like really do (laughs) there was some something brought pinky to you and also me yep (laughs) yep yep something something was like you know what sarah needs yep a new kitten baby i (laughs) swear to god like dana has been talking about this like this has been her plan (laughs) to get a kitten is to just stumble upon one and i was wearing her tank top that she gifted me and i was walking down the street and i was like i am living dana's fantasy right now you are. I am I am doing it. But anyway, so we saw this kitten and my boyfriend was like, okay, that looks a little odd. And I agreed. And from far away, he kind of looked sunburned. He was like pinkish red. <laughs> and so I crouched down and I um, he immediately ran over to me and jumped into my arms. Stop it, Sarah. Oh, my God. I know. It was like the sweetest moment. And we both kind of <laughs> looked at each other, Joe and I, and we were like, we have to just take him home, right? He had no yeah. tags. He was meowing a lot, but per when I, I picked oh. him up and I think just really he looked kind of malnourished and a, a, upon closer inspection it wasn't that he was sunburned it was that someone had dyed him or spray painted him pink and like that is neon so fucking pink like neon so fluoro pink. pink yeah Yes. And it's so fucking sad and there are a lot of explanations that I don't even want to get into because they're so sad. 
Um, but basically, we took him to the vet, and he's not microchipped. And so Joe and I have him quarantined in our bedroom right now, and we're teaching him how to use the potty. And oh. uh, I'm just proud of myself for uh, – I think there are these times in life where, like, I snap into, like, really hyper-productive Sarah mm-hmm. who, like, really enjoys kind of taking – the leadership role and like getting things done and Mm -hmm. and making sure that people are safe. I think especially like when someone's in need and I was just, I don't know. I was really happy to do something for an animal and just really thankful that we found him before anyone else did. Seriously. And like, you should be so proud that, that he found you in his moment of need and that you happened to be there and that you were willing to, you know, like call him over to you and take care of him. And I know that he's not like, so are you oh, crying? I'm, I'm fully crying. Oh, I just, uh... Pinky. oh my God, I know. Well, you should just, what I was going to say is like, you should just be really proud of the type of person you are because I know that when you surround yourself with people who would also have done that, it kind of seems like obvious, but there are like a shit ton of people who are good people and still would have seen that cat and been like, Oh, anyway, moving on, (laughs) you know, like there's like so many people that don't have that instinct and that nurturing empathic part of them. So I think you should also be really proud of yourself for that. It's like very valuable and thanks. It can be really hard to like take on other. Yeah. It's like, it's scary. Needs. (laughs) It's like really (laughs) fucked your days up. Like it's a big and it's expensive and it's like really changing your home life right now. It's definitely scary. But like he is the sweetest, sweetest baby boy. Oh my god! I know, and he's just like a little self-contained liquid boy. He's so <laughs> speedy and cute, and I just can't imagine why anybody would do that to an animal. I know, I know. It's really, it's so really fucking nuts. fucked. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> I'm so happy to have him, and baby George will meet him soon, and it will be George and Patrick. We've been calling him Patrick. <laughs> yeah so we didn't plan this but my like proud of thing is actually like very related um and to sort of set the stage a little bit um Sarah was kind of frantically like trying to find a vet or trying to find like a place (laughs) to bring Pinky slash Patrick um that would like help us figure out who he belongs to like I know that you reached out you did like just so everyone knows she definitely Sarah did her due diligence and like trying to find an owner um and isn't just merely kidnapping this kid um and so far like no one's come forward and there hasn't been like an obvious person this cat's connected to um so you know sarah's really taking on the very unexpected financial uh requirements of like making sure this kitten has his vaccines and like is going to the vet and it's a new vet. So obviously that's expensive. And (laughs) and then like just the vet in general is expensive and uh, he's going to have to be like neutered and get a chip and like all of that can be really costly. Um, And also it's just kind of like confusing. I know. I I was like looking for step-by-step shit and I was like, I guess we'll start with a really cute bath. (laughs) (laughs) Which is still pink after his bath. I know. So yeah. So um. Uh, I, I posted on my Instagram, like, uh, the story of Pinky and asked people for any insight they might have on, like, um, affordably getting, like, uh, care for a cat like this, um, and, or any, if anyone's ever done it before, like, any tips or anything, um, and I, we've just been, like, kind of flooded with, like, um, really helpful information and insight. And, you know, Sarah has a finally, finally got a vet appointment. It was, like, really nuts that Yeah, it was, L.A. Like, is, like, booked for, like, weeks and weeks and weeks. And then yeah, that's it wasn't an emergency. Unless you want to go do an emergency. Yeah, which just seems, like, not appropriate and also really right. expensive. Um, the thing I'm proud of this week is I'm just, like, really in awe of, like, the community that I've helped build through my art and I have so many like actual friends that I've never met in real life and (laughs) 
as much as they're like shitty people who are shitty to me specifically, <laughs> um, I'm also really, really consistently reminded of how like good and kind and generous people can be to oh. someone that's like virtually a stranger. Oh so like I said, I, I posted sort of the um, if anyone has any insight. And then I also was just mentioning that, um, you know, looking up the cost of doing all these things varies quite a bit in what it could cost but at the very least like this is gonna this is an unexpected cost for you and now you in potentially have like another cat and like it's not so irresponsible for you to take this on like you you could like afford it to some extent but like it's an upfront cost that you weren't expecting and that really sucks and like you're trying to do a good thing um and so I have also kind of mentioned the price thing and then gave my Venmo and Sarah's Venmo and like we are like blowing up in people that are sending us stuff even just sitting here while we recorded I got like four more notifications of people sending us like and it's just so great like people are sending like a dollar two dollars three dollars and then some people are sending like you know twenty dollars fifty dollars like it's like really all over the place and it's so so nice that people yeah are willing to do that like I just like I I'm so proud that I like I don't really I couldn't write down what I did to get here (laughs) but like I'm proud of whatever the hell it was I did that like brought together a group of people who are so kind to me and so kind like to you and Pinky and just are just like good people and I feel like I've I'm always kind of cynical and tend to like uh, lean towards like the negative and also definitely think everyone's like stupid and bad <laughs> and <laughs> it's just very nice to have sort of like this really wonderful valuable exercise for my angry sad brain um in like constantly being reminded of how amazing humanity can be and how like supportive and helpful we can be to each other and like the dollars add up when enough people do it and then on top of that it's like they're just so kind it's just so kind it's just really it's so so nice nice. i am sitting here in a puddle of my own tears (laughs) i'm trying not to cry because it'll i'll sound like I also feel like I've just been bottling up, like, crying for, like, days at this point. And if it starts, like, we'll have to just cut the episode all of a sudden. <laughs> yeah, I just, um, I I also wanted to say thank you because, like, I, uh, well, uh, <laughs> it's happening. I just feel really thankful to have you in my corner, Dana, because Aww. I think, like, not everyone has the platform that you do and um to like you said like step up and not only like help an animal but uh to help a friend in that way uh really meant a lot to me and oh my gosh well it was like absolutely no second thought to me to do that for you and I really appreciate the compliment but having a platform is a responsibility and also gives you like really incredible opportunities that other people (laughs) don't have. So I I do want to express that I feel like really grateful for that. I I also don't personally, like I'm not in a great place financially to like help you myself. So it's been really an honor to have like the opportunity to ask like the, the friends I've made online that I may or may not know well that to like do what they can to help and yeah, it's just really lovely. It's really people are really great and we want to say it's thank you. It's just so nice. And and I'll keep you posted on progress. He has yeah. an appointment tomorrow, so I'll keep everyone posted on that and um I'm just so grateful for everyone who's contributed and uh cares about yeah. old Pinky. So thank you. I think we had like $300 or something, which is just like you know, a vet an average vet visit can cost that much and often yeah. does. So like yeah. to think that at least the basics are covered with like these expenses is just really really sweet and and lovely and also means that we can do more stuff with the podcast yeah we can Uh, so sarah won't be pouring her heart and money into (laughs) so i won't be broke and i can focus on podcasting (laughs) (laughs) oh man speaking of podcasting Next week is another listener write-in mini-emergency. So if you haven't already, please write in. We love reading your stories. They are so fun. Seriously, so fun. And we're, like, very sure that you have a story to tell whether you realize it or not because we have really no – 
organization to these episodes <laughs> yet or if we will ever I don't know um because which has been really fun um and we want to hear like risks you're taking risks you want to take uh maybe like a near-death experience some amazing advice you've gotten and want to share like um if you want to I'll throw it all the way back to like the Misty Lisa episode and write in or like the nostalgia episode or even if you're like catching up or this is your first episode you're listening to like we just want to hear all of it um and you can reach us at our gmail which is at your own risk the pod at gmail.com I just ask that you mention that it's a listener write in maybe like in the subject to make sure that we see it um and please also include your pronouns um and if it's applicable and easy to you like a quick synopsis at the top um is helpful because we try not to like read them yeah super in depth until we're like live um but that's also like very if that stresses you out then fuck it who gets shit that's um, like bonus points yeah that's like bonus points. i just love i love reading these stories it's so so fun and like pro tip if you pay attention and listen to all of our episodes and like write in about one of our most recent episodes like it'll probably get yeah, in Yeah, totally try to try to like get inspired by some of our previous episodes and like uh, uncover yes. those repressed memories and share them with us <laughs> explore your trauma through our email <laughs> um yeah and then also you know we have a lot of plans for the podcast and things that we are hell yeah working on right now or are going to be working on soon um so there there is the chance that like this podcast becomes something significant and we get a lot of emails in the future so yeah right now we don't get like them crazy frequently so um Right now, you have a really good chance of getting your story read, is what I'm trying to say. So, like, if you are a, a hipster and want to be, like, one of the OG write-ins. Amazing. And you can also join our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash pod for as little as $3 a month. And don't forget to follow us at yourownriskthepod uh, on Instagram and TikTok. We've been having so much fun on yes. Insta and TikTok. Sarah <laughs> has been crushing it on TikTok. I, Honestly, I, but Dana is like the tried and true expert. And when we're on the same coast, we are going to thrive and make so many videos together. But for now, you can enjoy it, us in our silos. I know. We like, I, TikTok is so funny. But I was, I've been like racking my brain and like Googling how to make TikToks with sound from the app while like not together and it's really not intuitive or possible yeah (laughs) um and it's so funny like because of the pandemic and we don't let we live like 30 20 30 minutes away from each other and like by the time we get through all the stuff we have to do for the day we're like i just want to fucking drink (laughs) um and don't want to make like dumb tiktoks so we've like have like no tiktoks where we're like both in them which is nuts because this <laughs> podcast is hosted by both of us and in theory we're trying to tell people that we're like fucking friends with each other and then we're like never both in them um but uh yeah we have grand plans for our tiktok once i'm back in california which Absolutely. god willing will be soon but um, for now it's just 1 a.m ideas from dana and sarah yes. filmed in the middle of the <laughs> night in a silo um so as always please like take a moment if you haven't already leave us a review rate subscribe all of that stuff helps us so much we haven't gotten a recent review in like weeks um yeah we i feel like we have like uh our friends and family wrote reviews and then we had like a couple organic listeners leave reviews but we see the numbers we know you're there yeah we know you're there we know you're listening fucking leave us a review (laughs) (laughs) so you know the drill yeah get on it and as always thanks for living laughing and listening at your own risk see See you next next tuesday Tuesday. love Love you you. Bye. bye